Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today is exciting because we're talking about a video game with someone um, who is rejoining the podcast. You know him as the co-host of the People Under the Scares podcast, and he has his own awesome YouTube channel, Bobby Likes It Spooky. It's Bobby Torres. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited. I am too, mostly because we're talking about the quarry and we were just talking yes. uh, before uh, I hit record how we have no one to talk about the quarry with. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone who's listening, if you haven't, if you don't know what the quarry is, it's a video game that came out uh, about two months ago, I think. I think it came out in May. Yeah. Mm hmm. Like end of and, May or no, actually yeah. June, I believe. June? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like early June. I think you're right. I think it was early June. I remember it was, just, I bought it. The, I bought the game the same day I saw Top Gun Maverick. So okay. <laughs> that was a very <laughs> fun day. <laughs> this game is fantastic. It super heavy spoiler episode though. So oh, if you have yeah. any interest in playing this game, come like pause here. <laughs> play through it <laughs> and then, come and then back. you can listen yeah yeah <laughs> it's interesting yeah, I, it's Sorry. gonna be a lot of, yeah i was gonna agree with you like yeah we are gonna talk about a lot you know in this game because there's like different endings and yeah you know it's just the game is like what you make it to be it's up to you if these characters survive or not so there's so many different you know endings and how this game can turn out so yeah it's definitely gonna be you know heavy spoilers and yeah, and just spoiler alert now, from this point forward, you have been warned because I, I, I'm just going to throw spoilers here and there all willy nilly. You know, <laughs> it's impossible to kind of do like a walkthrough of the game because each playthrough is very different. Mm -hmm. We can compare, but uh, we can't really be. And then this happened and then you'd be like, that didn't happen for me. I'd be like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great game with a great cast. Like, yes. holy crap. Horror legends, horror up and comers. Mm -hmm. I was Horrors. excited when I seen um, like Brenda Song on here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love you some Brenda Song. Justice Smith, I believe. He plays the character of Brian. And yeah. like, I was just watching. I was just watching him in uh, Fallen Kingdom, the Jurassic Park movie. Obviously, you should know because you know that's, <laughs> Yo, your, that's you know me. That's your, that's your thing, <laughs> which I love exactly. Um, and I was watching him in a um, HBO Max show called Generation a few months back, which is really really good. So I was excited to see him in this as well. And I know, obviously, I know him first from Fallen Kingdom. But I also know him from Detective Pikachu. Yes. How can I forget? I love Detective Pikachu. And Detective Pikachu also has Catherine Newton from um, Paranormal Activity um, 4 and Freaky. Yes, and Freaky, yep. <laughs> so it's funny. It's just like whenever I see these people, I'm just like, oh, 
they know Pikachu. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, Justice Smith is awesome. The kid who plays Dylan, I forget oh, yeah. the actor's name, but he's in Halloween 2018. Yep, he plays Allison, um, boyfriend, I believe, the stoner. <laughs> um, and yeah. he's also in this horror movie called Dan called um Daniel Isn't Real on Shutter. And he does oh. such an amazing job in that movie. Like he's so great. I started that movie mm -hmm. and then I fell asleep. <laughs> and I never returned to it. It was really good. Yeah. But I got the problem was it was a weekday and I started it at like midnight and I fell asleep instantly. Oh yeah. That sounds like me. I do that. I I think I had the bandwidth to like, oh, I'm gonna put on this movie. It's 12 a.m. I'm wide awake. And all of a sudden <laughs> I put on the movie thing. I'm gonna stay up and I'm halfway asleep, 15 minutes in. That's what happened. <laughs> It's crazy how it works, but that's what happened. Yes. And I, I just haven't gotten back to it. <laughs> oh, I will. It was really good. Yeah. But uh, there's just so many movies. It's so much. There's so much to catch up on. It's not even just movies, like TV shows. We are just being spoiled with horror right now. Mm -hmm. And just not even just horror, but movies in general. Like, it's just... There's just so much that you're trying to watch and catch up on and just enjoy. And it's it's difficult, you know, like a lot of people are like, you yeah, watch this show? you haven't watched this, especially with our, you know, our everyday lives, our personal lives and working and, you know, trying to do what we love, like podcasting, YouTube and and then exactly. also, you know, working and then you still got to go home and have a life. And it's just so much to balance at one time. So it's hard to keep up with all these shows and movies. It is so hard. Yeah. And like, I'm the type of person that likes rewatching movies. Mm -hmm. So it's like every new movie has to compete with the ur my urge to rewatch Jurassic Park or Predator <laughs> or Godzilla versus Kong. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Sometimes I don't want to watch the amazing art house horror film that's going to make me feel nasty for two weeks. Sometimes yeah. I just want to watch screen two. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference of like, you You know what? You're so right. Like I do that a lot. Like I just put on a movie that I've seen like a hundred times that make me feel good. That's entertaining. You don't really have to sit there and think and just like use your brain because you've seen this movie a hundred thousand times and it's, you're, you, you already know what's going to happen, but it's a feel good movie. So obviously that's why you put it on, but you're right. right. Like if I have to, if I have to put on like a, like you said, like a art house type film or even a new film, I have mm -hmm. to be like wide awake. I have, it has to be at a certain point in the day. I have to watch it where it's going to have my attention because if I decide to watch it at night, I don't know if I'm going to hang because I'm old now and I usually just fall asleep whenever. I am a night owl, but sometimes, you know, if I have to sit there and give like my attention to like a movie staring at a screen for a long time, that's what I'm telling you, yeah, I'm gonna fall asleep. But if you put on, like you said, Scream 2, or in my case, I put on Return of the Living Dead or something, I'm gonna be <laughs> up. Yes, I've seen a movie yeah. a, gazil a gazillion times, but guess what? I'm gonna be up watching it just because that movie is so much fucking fun. So yeah, I, I totally get it. <laughs> exactly you don't want to like i hate when a movie feels like work yeah if that makes sense oh yeah i get it because like sometimes i know a movie's going to be really good i just don't feel like watching it at that moment but if mm -hmm. i force myself to watch it then i'm not enjoying it and it's a disservice to the hard work people put into it right a lot of right. times i'm like was that movie bad or what or am i cranky right <laughs> <laughs> i feel you on so many levels <laughs> because that's i 
it's true. It's like, am I really like not in the mood to watch this? Because, and I and I I do that sometimes, and that's why I always usually go back and watch movies for like a second or third time, just because yeah. maybe it was how I was feeling at that time, or maybe I wasn't giving it, it my full attention because I was staring down at my phone back and forth while watching the movie, and I wasn't really like paying too much of attention. So. Usually if I don't understand a movie or if I feel like I don't really care for it, I go back just to see the reasons why. And maybe it's just something that I missed. Maybe it was how I was feeling. Like you said, maybe I was cranky and I just was like taking it out on the film. I don't know. Um, right. And sometimes that does happen because it's a lot of times I went back and rewatched the movie and I had a total different opinion than what I had about it the first time I watched it. So I, 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 I understand it. I'm the same way. And usually when I rewatch a film, I like it more the second time, mm -hmm. like nine times out of 10. It's very rare where I rewatch a film and I'm like, oh, I don't like this movie very much. <laughs> <laughs> or I like the movie, but it's not good. Right. I had this discussion. So. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Because, you know, obviously I'm a huge Halloween fan. And um <laughs> People like, all right, so I will defend Halloween Kills until I die. Yes, mm -hmm. the plot is all over the place. Yes, the movie is like it doesn't make sense and it does become annoying with the whole evil dies tonight thing. But how we were discussing, you know, talking about Scream 2 and Return of the Living Dead, like our comfort films or whatever. I feel like Halloween Kills can be one of those films because you can literally just put that movie on in the background and still enjoy it for what it is because it's not one of those movies you have to, oh, I have to see the plot to understand what the hell is going on. This movie is literally, literally about Michael Myers going house to house killing people and getting them out of here. Um, yeah. And that's what it was meant to be. It was meant to be just a straight up slasher like i knew what i was getting myself into with that one so i totally get it you know like i i those one of the movies that's like one of the movies i definitely put on the background when i'm like working or just doing whatever and a lot of people go back and forth with me like well it's just a horrible movie i don't like it i hate that movie and i understand why you do um you might hate it for the same reasons why i hate certain things in the movie but overall i still think it's a great time they got a lot of things right um, um yeah they got a lot of things right in that movie and um i enjoyed it a lot and that's just one of my comfort films so i don't even know where i'm going with this anymore i'm just going <laughs> on the rant <laughs> um but yes yes i totally get the whole movie situation as far as understanding something putting on something that needs your attention where movies like that don't necessarily need your attention um right just because that's what it's meant to be i'll still give it my attention on the first watch but then I like to have a stable of films that I could put on in the background. Like, like you said, while I'm cleaning or I'm working, a lot of the Predator movies are that way with me. Oh my gosh. Are you excited for the new one? I am. Oh, oh, I'm about to go off. I am. <laughs> here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. As a movie, I'm extremely excited for it mm -hmm. because it is Predator is one of my favorite franchises. I love the concept that they're going with from the trailer that I saw. Mm -hmm. And it's directed by Dan Trattenberg, who did 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I think oh. is one of the best films of the 2010s. Not like best sci-fi or best horror, one of the best films. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm still pissed that John Goodman didn't get nominated for an Oscar that oh. year. But that that's a conversation, you know? Yes. Um, he 
all right so i was iffy because i don't think i've seen john goodman in a like a horror or anything before so i remember mm. watching that and he really scared me that's like, like he, he was a scary yeah. guy like a scary man in that movie and i was i was so scared for um a, a mary elizabeth winstead's character me too i was just like i because it's like there's hum and then there's mm -hmm. whatever's going on outside yeah and obviously you know he got her in here to see you know you think it's for her better interest that she stays in here but it's like do i really want to take my chances of going out there because this man is cuckoo bananas <laughs> yeah so just, uh, he, he was scared. and like i just wanted him to be nominated if i remember correctly that was the same year that mahershala ali won supporting actor for moonlight uh, and okay. i would I, I would pick that as a winner too because yeah. holy crap was he amazing yeah. i don't remember who else was nominated so like why can't john Goodman <laughs> be in there right you know the thing oh. is it's hard <laughs> getting nominated for like any big awards like that it's very you know taboo like it's that's right like yeah, it's rare. Like you don't really see it. And it's a shame because we have these actors and actresses that get into these horror movies and give such a like amazing performance. Like people still yeah. like Tony Collette should get an award for hereditary, which mm -hmm. she should. Like her emotion in that movie, dealing with her trauma and dealing with her grief was just like everybody was talking about. It. They're like, yo, she needs an award. She needs yeah. one. And, but that's a horror film and oh well you know these awards so don't look at you know these horror films like that because it's not you know it's just for entertainment it's not something that's prestigious like these other movies or these slave movies see we got a gazillion times because you know they love to nominate and give people awards for that which is great i'm not trying to discredit anybody for winning uh awards for that but it's like we've seen it a million times and here we go with something different it's being kind of pushed to the side so john and, goodman yes he yeah in that movie absolutely deserve an award and have you ever noticed that when horror movies get finally get award nomination recognition or even win the awards that's when they're called thrillers yes they don't categorize it as horror they give it right. like thriller and i'm like this is not a thriller a thriller is like uh what's that movie with ben affleck like gone girl i consider movies like that okay like mystery. yeah um i consider what else um, or like zodiac zodiac yeah or you know um what lies beneath i feel like that's like more of a thriller i don't think that's you know i mean i guess it's subjective it could be I, like well horror, i think that but. i think there are um some that are like horror thrillers that kind of yeah. combine both um so like seven i think is a horror thriller oh yes so if someone calls it a thriller i'm like yeah if someone calls it a horror i'm like yeah i think it's both <laughs> it could be both um i i just think people that say seven's not a horror it's a thriller i that's the only case where i think you're wrong yeah or vice versa. It's not a thriller. It's a horror. It's like right. It's both. Like it can be both. Why? Yeah. Why can't it be both? You know, we got all these other subgenres. You know, horror comedy or comedy horror, right. or whatever you want. So just it can definitely be both. It could be thriller horror or horror thriller. But like uh, movies that got nominated or won Oscars that are horror movies that are like well actually it's more of a thriller i'm thinking of jaws mm. is a big one people okay. like to discredit jaws i think part of it is because jaws is like one of the biggest movies ever yeah so people are like well horror is you know not mainstream it's like okay i get that point of view but jaws is a horror movie definitely it just is also scary and i don't like underwater creatures so that's a horror for me 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, they did it with The Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yeah. Which I think is the last movie to win the big five. Mm-hmm. So picture, director, actor, actress, and I think screenplay. Okay. I think those are the big five. So holy crap. <laughs> that's amazing. And people are like, well, that's more of a thriller. Uh, not with Hannibal Lecter, it isn't. Right. He is a horror <laughs> villain through and through. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, yes, it is a crime thriller. I'm not arguing it's not a crime thriller. I'm just saying it's also a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But I think Black Swan got dismissed. Oh, yeah. As a and horror Black movie. Was... That's a scary fucking movie, dude. I went to the theaters to see that. It was like December when it came out. Mm-hmm. I remember this. And we went to the movies to see this. It was like wintertime. It was cold. And I was excited. And when I, going into the movie, I'm like, all right, this is not what I think it is, but I'm still enjoying it. But then by the time we got to the end, I see, you know what? I love this damn movie, you know? And yeah, of course, it's not like, you know, blood and guts and gore and none of that, none of that. But it's still considered like what we were talking about. I consider it a horror thriller. It's a fantastic movie. And you said that movie didn't get like any awards or nominated or anything. Uh, Which one? Sorry. Black Swan. Oh, no, it got nominated. But when it got nominated, when it got nominated, people dropped the horror Uh, uh, label is what I meant to say. My bad. No, it's cool. I misunderstood. I hate that. like, why yeah. can't something that be nominated, why can't it be hard? Like, why is this automatically categorized as thriller? Like, I mean, exactly. It doesn't and make I any think, sense. I think the last time horror, a horror movie got nominated for award, for, well, for Oscars at least, was uh, 2017. Because that's when Shape of Water won it all. And that mm. one, ah, that one's hard because it don't feel like a horror movie, but it has a it. monster. i never seen Shape of Water. You know I what it was? She- I was interested in seeing it. And then mm-hmm. it was just so much. I had like beef with the award shows at that time. Like I wasn't watching like any of them. <laughs> but I gotcha. did hear and I did hear that one got like, you know, like nominated and I think even won some. And I'm just like, all right, I'm sure it's not, you know, all of that. And then I see, you know what? I'm gonna watch it because again, I might end up loving it. And then it just, I just never really thought about it after that. And I forgot about it literally until this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. I just, I like the movie, but I would say I wouldn't call it a horror movie, but I would invite it to the horror family reunion, if that makes sense. Okay. I feel like if there's a circle of the horror genre and in the center, it's undeniable. This is a horror movie like The Exorcist Mm. or Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street. And you go farther out where you start blending with other genres and you get movies like Predator, which is an action horror, or Silence of the Lambs, which is a horror thriller, or Jurassic Park, which is a kid sci-fi horror. Yeah, You get farther and farther out. At the very edge of the circle is where I would put Shape of Water. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's also where i put like hocus pocus or scooby-doo okay Be- uh, because for me i feel like the only horror elements it has is in like one or two traits but it's a lot more of other genres okay all right listen i love me some hocus pocus so i consider it part of the family <laughs> yeah i mean of course you got witches that's trying yeah. to suck the lives of all of these children like how's that not scary yes it's a disney channel movie but if you take that concept and turn it into like a legit 
horror movie, it's it would be terrifying. Um, but right. it's Disney, so of course. I say it's a cute gateway horror. Well, at least that movie is a gateway horror for kids. Like I surely love Hocus Pocus when I was young and I was scared of it. Um, well, I wasn't scared of it. Let me take it back. Hold up. <laughs> I was scared at some, some parts of the film, again, with the whole having these grown women trying to get these kids and take the life out of you so they can become younger. But for the That's most scary part- scary stuff. Yeah, it's scary stuff, especially for children. But yeah. after, I mean, but outside of that, it's a fun film. It's magical, and it's a, it's a Disney film. So, I, all right, so I understand. So I had to see this uh, Shape of Water movie to see if where I would put it. Um, right. Yeah, because I'm I'm curious. So I eventually will end up watching it, and um, if you remember <laughs> that we had this conversation, <laughs> I'll come back and let you know. Like, hey, Austin, remember we were talking about the Shape of Water. <laughs> But yeah, it's just one of those things, Rich. That one, I'm not going to defend if people are like, that's not a horror movie. I'll be like, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. I'll defend Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. That's definitely but, a horror movie. There's so many sequences thank you. in that movie that's <laughs> fucking terrifying. I was li- literally scared the f- opening of that movie. I was scared with the whole raptor situation when they were, the kids were hiding from the raptors in the kitchen. Yeah. I was scared. Like that whole movie is just a nightmare fuel for kids. So the Velociraptors are horror villains. Prove me yes. wrong. <laughs> yes. Even though I grew to love Raptors and then Blue became like the MVP. Well, it's interesting because um, the Jurassic World movies feel more like action movies now. They do. They do. So all right, real quick, all right, because yeah. I know your um all right. So I, I'm I should I'm gonna um shoot myself in the foot because all right, I'm a you human. are fine. Jurassic Park fan and usually Mm -hmm. that's like a film that me and my mom that's like one of our films that we will watch together because she when I was younger she took me to see the first one and then um I don't remember seeing Jurassic World not Jurassic World I'm sorry The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 in theaters I think I've seen that on VHS but then when Jurassic World came out I remember I took my mom to see that and I've seen that movie twice um mm-hmm. because again it was a long time since we had a Jurassic Park movie and I was always a fan so I said all right they're recreating this Jurassic Park universe um we're getting new people let's see what this movie's about and when I seen Jurassic World I fell so in love with it um just mm-hmm. because it was opening a new world for not just you know the older fans but for newer fans like our Jurassic Park was a thing but this is what Jurassic World would be right now if it existed and you see like parts of Jurassic Park in there because you got the whole part where they well technically they're they're in the old park they're just you know it's rebuild and stuff and when you see the kids walking through and they're in their old building where the T-Rex was at at the very end and they played that little theme song slightly in that moment I was just like fangirling because I'm like oh my (laughs) gosh like I just got so giddy and then just throughout the rest. And then um, when the T-Rex came out and start fighting the, I forgot the newer dinosaur name. But the when they Adominus. Were going, yeah, Adominus. Yeah, the Adominus Rex, was it? Yeah. Um, when they were fighting at the end and then Blue jumped in, like that was just, oh my gosh, like how did you not get excited that whole moment? Like, yes, there's some things in there when I, when I rewatched it for like the 10th, 11th, 12th time, I seemed like, <laughs> all right, I would have changed this or I noticed this that I don't care for. But that movie is a great follow up to Jurassic Park. And I still consider that as um, a horror <laughs> in my opinion for both of them. 
Well, there's some gnarly shit in yeah. the first Jurassic World, like when the Indominus Rex is eating the um, acid containment unit and mm-hmm. they're like little aliens health th- like bars, not health bars, because that's a video game, but they have like their heartbeat <laughs> monitors oh, and they're yeah. going mm, boom, just like that scene in Aliens. Yes. That's some gnarly shit. Like blood is splattering on the screen mm-hmm. for like two seconds like pg-13 acceptable blood splatter yeah but blood splatter none nonetheless yeah we still got some blood <laughs> exactly and i never seen i forgot where i was going with this i'm so sorry but yeah. like <laughs> i the whole part well, the reason why i brought this up too is because yeah. i ne- i still didn't see the very last one the one that just came out gotcha um um because me and my mom was supposed to see it together and um she got sick around that time so we weren't able to go see it in theaters which you know sucks but we're gonna um, watch it together very soon on vod but i'm hearing very like a lot of mixed reviews i said reviews reviews I, on I, that movie i and think that's fair <laughs> i and did you cover it on your podcast because i was trying to stay away from spoilers because those are one of the right movies that i'm like okay i'm i don't want to hear anybody like i've seen some stuff on twitter what people were like writing out and i say you know what let me just block this out i'm going yeah. to go in because not out of 10 yeah i might dislike parts about it but if you're bringing in legacy characters and you know characters that we love from the first one and then they're integrated with these new characters and you got like these new dinosaurs and stuff like that i feel like it was going to be an epic moment you know epic movie so right i'm still waiting to build my own opinion on it because i have to watch it but without spoiling quickly what what did you think about it without spoiling quickly yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh here here's the thing I think mixed reviews is fair. I think the people that are going out and saying that it's shit, that it's the worst movie they've ever seen, that it's the death of cinema before their very eyes. I think they're kind of, I think they're just like being mean. The movie's not that bad. The movie's not good. (laughs) That's the thing. I think people that rate it like two and a half stars, I think that's fair. I gave it a three personally, Mm -hmm. like a three out of five. But I think two, two and a half is completely fair. The people that are saying it's the worst movie of the year, it's like, did y'all not see Morbius? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's a stretch, though, if they've seen. Like, I don't care how bad a Jurassic Park movie is. I still don't think a a Jurassic Park movie can be like bad, bad, you know? Like, I don't know. And it's not. Yeah. Like, again, it's really not. Like, I wasn't a fan too much of a fan of Fallen Kingdom too much mm-hmm. um, because I thought it was still following a whole Lost World thing, which is still a cool concept. It just, for me, I just like the environment of being in Jurassic Park. <laughs> but um, it, it had great things about those movies. So, like, with this one here, I was just, I was nervous. But, so you say you would, get you gave it a three, but... Uh, I'm also very be- lenient. <laughs> okay. But I think two, two and a half would be fair. It just did some things that I personally really enjoyed. I don't agree with a lot of the criticisms. I agree with some of them, like wholeheartedly. There are aspects to the new movie I really don't like, but there are aspects I like. I would rank it in the same tier as Jurassic Park 3. And depending on my mood, it might be my least favorite Jurassic Park movie. Wow. Okay. 
that being said, I like all the Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> right. No, I'm the same way. Like, I do have my least favorites, but I yeah. still enjoy them, you know? That happens it's like, if you have a favorite franchise. You're going to have, like, yeah. you probably enjoy it, but you're going to have your favorites, you know, over some of the others. Exactly. So it's like, if I were to ask you your least favorite Evil Dead film. <laughs> Army of Darkness, but okay. But you still love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> See, yeah, you don't hate it, is what I'm I don't trying hate to say. It. I still enjoy you it. Yeah, yeah, you, you'll watch it again. You know, oh, yeah, I watched it not too long ago, actually. See, and, and yeah. it's your least favorite. So I'm right. that way with Jurassic Park or Star Wars, for example. I'll be like, yeah, this one's my least favorite Star Wars movie, and they're like, you hate it. And I'm like, no, I just watched it the other day because I like it. <laughs> I just. <laughs> prefer the other star wars movies over that one right. so okay um so but yeah can i ask you another question and i sure. guess about dress because <laughs> i know again you're a fan so when this movie yeah. is coming out this new one mm-hmm. um a lot of people been re-watching the older movies that I've been seeing on my timeline, my Twitter timeline. And yeah. a lot of people been shitting on Jurassic World. I even like tweeted something about it. I was just like, like a lot of people's, like I didn't realize that a lot of people, you know, dislike Jurassic World. Because I remember when the movie first came out, a lot of people seemed to enjoy it. But now I'm starting to hear a lot of criticism about that movie and i mean and to be fair again when we when we do rewatch movies we do find things that we don't like about the movie and we just missed it the first time and then it can be the opposite we can find things that we love that we missed the first time and like the rest of the world even though i found things in there i probably would have changed it didn't change my mind on how i felt about the movie it didn't make me feel any different towards how i felt about the characters from when i first watched it so is Jurassic World up there for you? Like, was, like, how is it up there in your ranking? So let me preface that by saying I saw Jurassic World about 18 times in the theater when it came out. Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> so I loved it. Yes. I worked at a movie theater. I did not pay 18 times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Because I was an employee, I got my free movies. And it was funny because I was 20 at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. I hadn't turned 21. And in my hometown, the only things you can do are drink and or go to the movies. And I couldn't drink. (laughs) So I'm going to the movies. (laughs) And I went to the movies all the time. And I saw every movie my theater offered at least twice, except for um, The Terminator with uh, Amelia Clark. Oh, okay. I I just saw that one once. (laughs) (laughs) But I saw Jurassic World a bunch of times. I I didn't have anything better to do. It was a free movie and dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. So I really, really loved that movie when it came out. And as I kind of grew and developed my tastes a bit more, I did go through a phase where I wasn't as hot on it. Okay. I felt I felt that it was kind of a cold, cynical film for a bit. Oh, okay. Because it's it because there's some hypocrisy in the movie where like the um, Jake Johnson, who's great in the movie. I love his character, but he mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you're letting the corporations name the dinosaurs. They already have the ballparks. It's so bad, you know. And then the movie has like the Samsung Visitor Center and Margaritaville and all the product placement. And then it just felt like a movie that on a meta level knew it couldn't compare to the original. Mm -hmm. So it as a movie is represented by the Indominus Rex. It's cooler. It's sleeker, bigger, badder. But we all know 
the OG T-Rex is going to win. Right. And I found that to be a bit cold. And then where I'm at now, I had a reevaluation of it. I don't think it's as cold as I thought, because I think there is a true genuine love for the franchise. Yeah. With an acknowledgement that it knows it can't be the original. I think it tries a little too hard to be the original at certain spots still. Doesn't try hard enough to be its own thing. But there's some really cool visuals, some great scenes, in my opinion, and some really cool thematic ideas, which are a natural continuation of the original Jurassic Park, like the idea of splicing dinosaurs and creating hybrids uh, to create a nasty Frankenstein's monster type of dinosaur is a great step. And also this meta reading of it on the current state of blockbusters at that time. I thought it was a smart film. I could have done with some more style in the directing, but you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. I would say quality level. It's one of the, it's on par with one of the better Marvel movies. Okay. So think my opinion of it now is somewhere in the middle of when I was low on it. And when I was high on it, I would rank it third. Okay. In the Jurassic Park franchise. So what's your second? I think I already know your first. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know my first. Yeah. Um, that this is completely biased and subjective. I'm a sucker for the Lost World. Oh, okay. I love the because here's what the Lost World got that the other Jurassic Park movies didn't get. You can't beat the original. Mm-hmm. The other movies are like, well, we'll just get bigger, badder T Rex. Right. Stop. No. We don't want bigger, badder T-Rex. You know what Lost World does? Gives us two T-Rex. Right. (laughs) That's what we want. We don't want bigger, badder T-Rex. We want more T-Rex. And that's the problem with that that some of the Predator movies had. They're like, oh, you want bigger, badder Predator. No, we want more Predator. Yeah. (laughs) True. I think that's the problem with a lot of other, not even just these movies you just named, but like mm-hmm. um, just movies in general. Because like if you get all these sequels, you they need to be bigger and better, you know, yeah. like because they or they also trying to be, I guess, modern and more just current within the times. I currently rewatched a Halloween documentary mm-hmm. um, for a project that I'm doing later in a year. Um, but I was just prepping for it now and I was doing the documentary and it's the same thing with Michael Myers, like for something, somebody that was just so simple in the first one, um, that character was like, he, there was no blood. He didn't do all these like extravagant kills like Freddy or Jason, but then each sequel, Michael Myers get all of a sudden the superhuman strength and, you know, right. crushing people with his beer hands and bigger and better because that's what you know they that's what they wanted and they i guess that's what they thought the fans wanted and i don't think that's i think that's what they are missing i guess at that time for the 80s that's what horror was because jason was just killing the box office and so was freddie so i guess for michael yeah but with the jurassic park films like you're absolutely right like i love that the fact in the lost world that's what they did instead of just giving upgrading the t-rex they just gave us you know two um (laughs) with jurassic world though i mean i kind of get it like so i i I understand why they were doing that only because in today's world you got you know you got different you got new technology maybe these newer kids yeah dinosaurs are scary but let's get these kids something scarier than a t-rex so I understand that's what they were trying to do. And this goes back to my point where they're trying to capture the viewers of, I guess, a younger audience as well as 
also keeping the older fans mm-hmm. um because we've seen the t-rex already like we know what a t-rex is but it's a dominus rex dinosaur like we don't know nothing about it we never seen anything like that before so give us something terrifying and this would scare kids you know like we've seen a t-rex oh, yeah. it's not gonna scare them anymore so let's give this and this would scare them even more and this one was a little bit more vicious you know it was just killing people relentlessly and I, they tried to give it like a you know, like this thing has no boundaries. Like even Chris Pat character said like, oh, it's just killing for sport. Like that's all it does. Like it's, there's no point. He just, it just wants to kill. So, um, well, I get- in the, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, in the case of Jurassic World, I think there's a thematic reasoning for bigger, badder T-Rex too. Mm-hmm. Because, and down, like, like I said earlier, the Indominus represents Jurassic World the oh the t-rex represents jurassic park and then they have that big epic awesome fight i'll defend jurassic world for doing the bigger better t-rex trend because there's a thematic reasoning for doing it so you're right on that one i'll give the indominus a pass but spinosaurus (laughs) i got beef with the spinosaurus i like jurassic park i like all the jurassic park movies but i got beef I got beef with the Spinosaurus <laughs> okay. and um, you haven't seen Dominion, but I got beef with Dominion too. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. I'm definitely going to watch that very soon. I can't wait. I think there's stuff to like about it. I don't want to tell people they should like it. If someone says it's a bad movie, I'm not going to disagree. It's when they like, oh, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay. Watch more movies. Like it's not. <laughs> right. I'm not even sure it's the worst Jurassic Park movie, but I got to watch it a bit more and compare it to three, which is my least favorite at the moment. Okay. And honestly, I'm going to get a lot of flack. The the cell phone. (laughs) Okay. That's one of my favorite parts, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That moment when they were looking at that Spinosaurus was like staring at them. I was like, oh, Like well that is that was I like one of, that moment um that's like one of the best oh shit moments i've because that was the first jurassic park movie i saw in theaters i was seven or eight at the time and that moment i was like oh mm-hmm. shit i wasn't like oh shit because i was a seven-year-old with my mom but right if i you know but it was that vibe i was like whoa right. i think that's a great moment yeah it, we're very close to turning this into a Jurassic Park episode. <laughs> I know, I know. We got to go on with the query. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. I did ask the question. And I know that you're like, you know, you're a, a super fan and I should have. I am. And I had a whole, well, here, here's how you know. I had a whole month about talk uh, what, yeah. on the podcast talking about Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And I'm still down to talk about Jurassic Park when given the opportunity. <laughs> so clearly I'm not burnt out on Jurassic yeah. Park. Dominion can't burn oh, no. me out. It's not that will. bad. <laughs> if you're passionate and you truly love something like that, I don't think you're ever going to be burnt out. Uh, right. I'm the same way with a lot of movies that I enjoy. So I can sit here and talk about them all day. So I totally get it. Unpopular hot take. I got a hot take for you. Okay. I don't know if you're a big Marvel fan. So I, I don't I'm not I don't like know a how... huge fan. Like I haven't seen like all right. So I haven't seen like all the shows on like Disney Plus. I've seen like okay. WandaVision. I've seen Loki. Here's my hot take. Jurassic World Dominion is the same quality as Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. The only difference is one of those movies is correctly evaluated, and that's Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because I like Spider-Man No Way Home. 
I like it. Okay. I like it. It's just, I enjoy it for what it is. I -hmm. don't think it's very good. I think there are some aspects that are great and a lot of aspects which are bad. And watching Jurassic World Dominion, I'm like, okay, I can use this movie to figure out why I don't like, or I do like Spider-Man No Way Home, but why it doesn't work the same way. Like I can enjoy it as a turn your brain off blockbuster movie, but when there's people saying it's like the best Marvel movie or the best Spider-Man movie, I'm like, it's not the best of anything. (laughs) My thing with Spider-Man No Way Home is it feels like a movie that knows it's a home run, so it doesn't even try, except for Tom Holland. Tom Holland is carrying that movie. I cannot praise Tom Holland enough. Right. But like, well, the nostalgia worked for me the first time I saw it, and I loved it the first time I saw it. I honestly did. And then I went and saw it again because I loved it. And when I saw it again, I was like, oh, you know, in The Wizard of Oz, where they pull back the curtain mm, on the I'm wizard. Just, yeah, no bus. <laughs> and the man yeah. is like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain or whatever. Yeah. That's how I felt watching Spider-Man No Way Home. When I like took it apart to try and see how it worked, I didn't like what I found. And that put a sour taste in my mouth. Ah, uh, okay. And I think Jurassic World Dominion is doing the same things, but for whatever reason, did it worse, I guess? Because everyone can see it. And I like Spider-Man No Way Home. I think there is good parts about it. I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. But when it was that whole thing where people are like, how come it didn't get nominated for Best Picture? Oh, nah. I wouldn't do that. It ain't good. It's not that type of It ain't of bad. Movie. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's not like good where it should be nominated. I think this movie, right. that movie was for the fans. Like for people that are fans of the Spider-Man or the Marvel Universe, and just to see these different universes, um, Spider-Man universes come together, it's more of just, it's for us. You know what I mean? It's right. for those type of fans. I don't think, and of course those fans are going to be like, yo, that was good. That was great. But if you take a random person that's not into Marvel movies, maybe into movies in general, let's just do that. A regular movie yeah. credit, you know, that's their job. That's what they do. And you put them in front of this movie they're not going to probably have that same feeling as, you know, a Spider-Man fan is, you know, that's a diehard fan. Then I'm like, you know what? There's probably things that were cool, but eh, it's not a good movie. It's just, you know, it, it is, it's, it's meh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But for us, you know, hardcore fans, because we are so into the, the universe and the different villains and we love to see these worlds collide and how it all ties in together, and how it makes sense. That's great. But for, you know, somebody that's on the outside, that's looking at movies of, I guess, for a plot and um, just something that's just really, really good. It's You're not going to get that from No Way Home. So I do agree with you. It's not, I, somebody, like when I'm, I see Nope and I enjoyed it a lot. Yes. I love Nope. Yeah. I enjoyed it so much. Now it's still at the bottom compared to the other two films. <laughs> it goes in the yeah. order for me. It goes literally how the movies came out. <laughs> nope. But I can understand why people dislike that movie because, you know, I can understand that. But that movie kind of gets a pass. I still think it's a good movie um, just because there's a lot that involved. There's there's a lot of, I'm not going to say hidden messages, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of what Jordan Peele, like he's a horror fan and he's a sci-fi fan. And I will just say without spoiling it, because that's why I'm kind of like, you know, stopping because I'm not trying to give much away. But 
you could just tell when he created this film, he created it not just for fans, but he created something that's new and fresh. And watching the trailers of that movie is not what you think is where you think it is. And I'm actually happy that it ended up being like that. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people dislike that movie because they go into the movie thinking that it's going to be one thing when it's not actually that. And my best friend of mine, like he seen the theater. I mean, he seen the movie in the theater and he was like, I don't like that movie. It was the worst movie. Kiki Palmer did great. But then he came back the next day and was like, you know what? I let it sit. And I think Nope is actually a really good movie. It's just that there were some things I had to put together in my head. And yeah. I, I know for some movies, most some people don't want that. Some people want to go into a movie and just not think. They don't want to use their brains. They just want to just go in and enjoy. This movie, right. I feel like you can go in and enjoy. Yes, there's it's going to be a lot of question marks raised, but I feel like once you actually sit there and think about it, you you're going to like fucking love this movie. And then I, I haven't was the same movie, way. Like I haven't seen this movie twice yet. I'm thinking I'm going to see it again in a second time. But I've I, already seen it three times. <laughs> damn, damn. I love it. I love it. Well, I saw it Thursday night because I wasn't waiting. I, I couldn't. Same, same. And then I love and then I sat with like I was like, oh, I liked it. I think. Yeah, it was it was good. OK. And then I thought about it a bit more. And that's 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 the danger zone is when you're thinking about the movie. It's what killed Spider-Man No Way Home for me, but made Nope come alive. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's the opposite effect, right? Yeah. Like it made Nope come alive because that's that type of movie where, like you said, Jurassic World and maybe even No Way Home, like it's kind of like the opposite effect. It's just like, well, damn, like I'm thinking too much right. or I've seen it again. I'm looking at all these things. But with Nope, it's just like, damn, that's what it was. What? I didn't realize. Like it's just, it just, it just, things keep happening. Yeah. And keep coming oh, and alive. I, and I love that. I got to give some context to everyone listening who thinks I hate No Way Home because I've been ragging on it really hard. I I would say that's a three and a half star movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm ragging on it really hard. Yeah. And and I'm like, no, it's a, it's a pretty good movie. I just, yeah, it's Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's not that bad. Like three and a half stars is not that bad at all, actually. That's really good. It does. And I think it's a really good movie. It's just the things that it does poorly really irk me. <laughs> <laughs> but there, like I said, Tom Holland is carrying that movie on his back. Willem Dafoe is so much fun. I'm just like, I like seeing new things in movies and at least new faces. And there's nothing new about Spider-Man. Right. The newest character is MIT lady. The MIT lady. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't like how the third act was shot. And I, I know mo that's a big thing with that. Marvel movies are like that. Their third act, the CGI extravaganzas usually look. Yeah, yeah, it does. But that um, one was like really bad for me. And it makes me mad because I love Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm going to say you're right about the Marvel um, movies. Um, I love Black Panther. That is one of my favorite Marvel oh, movies. Oh, that's top five not. for me. I love Black Panther. So that one deserved much. its Oscar nomination. The new Jurassic World movie had some okay CGI, but had really good practical effects mixed in too. Yeah, that was going to so. scare me. So like watching the trailers and stuff, I said, I'm just scared that they're going to just overdo the CGI with these dinosaurs and not give us like practical effects because that's what make them a little bit, you know, 
Better. I would say I would say it's 65 35. Uh, okay. 65 CGI, 35 practical, which, you know, isn't great, Okay, <laughs> but it's a lot better than a lot of the other tentpole movies out right now. Well, I'm going to watch, I got some homework. I got to watch Dominion <laughs> and I'm going to watch the Spider-Man movie again. Um, just but here's again, the thing. I, I, really I kind of don't it, want but... you to rewatch No Way Home because I want you to still have that love for it that I wish I still had. <laughs> but, you, but you know, I might love it even more. I might feel the, That's you know, true. the opposite, you know? So it just, yeah. like for me... Listen, Austin, I love a lot of trashy movies. I tell people this all the time. I, I, I like, look, if you want to trust me, if when if you ask for movie suggestions and you want to trust me, then you go right ahead. But I'm letting you know right now, like I have movies that I truly enjoy that are trashy. I give the most horrible films that I don't even know why it's created five stars on Letterboxd. You know, I, I, I can be them. the same way. I can you be know? the same way. I'm the guy that's like, I'm the guy shitting on Spider-Man No Way Home. I gave Godzilla versus Kong five stars and i've seen it seven times uh, <laughs> i've seen so, it twice and i forgot what i gave i think i gave it like four that's i think three and a half generous four. yeah but godzilla versus kong is a movie that just works for me it's it's so you know what i think it's how i feel and i maybe i shouldn't be like a movie critic but like <laughs> it's how i feel you know what i mean like if yeah. a movie makes me feel good and i watch it a hundred times and it's, i still feel that way and i just get this excitement you know i'm gonna give it a, how i feel i'm gonna give it a lot of stars now if i gotta sit there and nitpick it for storyline or you know um mm-hmm. character development or what whatever then yeah i can base my score on that but i usually just go how i feel this is like if this movie makes you feel great and not gonna watch this over and over i'm gonna buy it on you know a physical media and it's just a good movie to me i'm going to give it that you know again art is subjective so how we feel in and how we're giving our opinions right now the listeners probably like feel different you know like right they might feel otherwise like i know somebody that loves spider-man and he, he just knows everything about spider-man and he can be a harsh critic about it but he also can you know say that he loved you know maybe spider-man 3 but maybe dislike you know what i mean and it's just, oh no i might be on that train because i love spider-man 3 okay <laughs> unironically too i'm okay. not saying like i i like i've always liked that movie i've always defended it <laughs> okay yeah we have to talk later but um <laughs> let me stop you know what I, I still like i rewatched it um not too long ago and i actually i enjoy it out of the three the original three um sam mm-hmm. raimi stuff it falls at the bottom me too but it's yeah not, you know it's it's okay like it's not horrible like how people thought it was it's just for me i think the whole problem was is just how they did Venom. Like, I'm a huge Venom fan. Yeah, I, I like it. how they did Venom. Um, I was kind of disappointed on that. Like, the whole symbiote things just seemed rushed. Yeah. Um, even the Sandman storyline, like, I was like, why hum? Like, I like Sandman, but, like, why hum? And it just... And then you got um Harry coming back, and it's, it was just, like, a lot of villains happening, and I felt like they should have just stuck with either Sandman or Venom. Not all of them. Right. Ones. But I do enjoy what they did. It was, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and it's not horrible. And I mean, it's Sam Raimi. I don't think he makes, like, horrible films, in my opinion. Yeah, he makes some not-so-great films, but, like, right. I think he's fine. And I think Spider-Man 3 is okay. I think... 
Well, I, I love him. I think he's great. Even when his movies aren't great, I love him, like Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge fan of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which I don't want to say too much because I know you haven't finished it. But I found it interesting that now this isn't really a spoiler. It's more of a heads up. He doesn't feature a cameo from his brother, Ted Raimi, in okay. the new one. But Ted Raimi is a cast member of the video game, The Quarry. And that's how you bring it back. Yes, that's segue (laughs) into it. A great segue. I love it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That was Uh, was smart. I love that. (laughs) We got hijacked by Jurassic Park and Spider-Man. We did. You could definitely- But we are back at The Quarry. We are back at The Quarry. And no more Jurassic Park, no more Spider-Man. And the quarry has so many horror icons. We were talking about some of the newer people, but Ted Raimi, David Arquette. <laughs> David Arquette, Lynn Shay. Lynn freaking Shay. Lance yes. Henriksen. Yes. Like I like all of these are horror legends. And mm-hmm. if you're listening and you don't know, quick rundown. Ted Raimi, obviously brother of Sam Raimi. Ted Spinning. He was an army of darkness, I think. And like uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. He was also in Evil Dead too. You wonder who he was in it, if you don't know. Yeah, yeah. He was. He played Henrietta, the um, the demon that was in the basement. Oh, um, and, and that you know, yeah. Okay, I didn't he played know her. That. Yeah, he was in the suit, and there's behind the scenes footage of him in the suit, and like when Henrietta's in the air and like pulling that Annie, you see like this goo or like some liquid falling from the air how the frame was shot and that was a sweat coming from Ted Raimi's ear oh, wow. <laughs> coming through the suit because he was so hot in it but yeah he was an evil dude too as well as Henrietta oh wow obviously everyone knows David Arquette our boy Dewey from Scream yeah but you know he's in more than just Scream because he's in like eight-legged freaks mm-hmm. he's in uh Spree with Joe Keery from a uh, Stranger Things Yes, um, Spree's a really Spree. good movie. Yeah. yeah. So I David Arquette's in quite a bit of horror, not just Scream. Lynn Shay obviously is huge because of Insidious, but Elm Street. she's in the OG in Elm Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New Nightmare too. And she gets like a pretty good role in or, or decent, like a glorified cameo in oh, New yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. And then um, Lance Henriksen, like he's that's Bishop. From aliens, yeah, it's Bishop. He was in Candy. I'm not Candyman. Um, Pumpkinhead. He was yeah, Pumpkinhead. he's in Pumpkinhead. He was in Near Dark, I think. Near Dark, yep. Alien versus Predator. They brought him back for that, which I appreciated. Yeah. It Lance yeah. Henriksen is in a oh Scream Three. Oh yeah, he was in Scream Three. How can I forget? <laughs> it's easy to forget because Scream Three has a lot of cameos. Yeah. So, but yeah, or not cameos, but like yeah, cameos and character actors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. You've seen all of their faces. They're all awesome. I was happy, like watching a trailer um, for this game because I'm a fan of these type of games. Like my first game I played like this was Until Dawn. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And Until Dawn, I got scared. I didn't know what the hell was happening. And then <laughs> I said, you know what? I love this. It's like choose your own adventures. You, you're making decisions and choices. And that's what determined the course of the game and your character's fate and maybe the your friend in a game or whoever's fate as well and right. i play other games like this and then so dawn like there's like um i forgot the man of the uh, medan or something like that it's like they go inside this 
hunted cruise ship mm-hmm. and like some crazy stuff is on going on in that game and it's the same type of concept i just i think it's just different makers of the games um sean yeah. ashmore who was iceman was in that one and he was on animorphs as well but he was the main character and the man of medan so when they talked about the quarry i said okay I'm intrigued and they said and they and they announced all the characters in it and the actors and actresses that was going to play these characters and I said you know what this is going to be amazing I don't know what this game is about but as counselors is at a camp it's summertime I'm ready and I'm thinking it's going to be like a slasher or something right yeah but then when you actually play the game it is not a, it's a slasher but not a slasher if you it's <laughs> it's, it's more like not a, a slasher feature. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And th- there's overlap between slasher and creature features. Yeah. Like your characters are picked off one by one. Mm-hmm. You get POV shots in both. So um, there is some overlap. But yeah, you think it's going to be a Friday the 13th sleepaway camp kind of deal? Yeah. Honestly, it's closer to Predator. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is definitely closer um, to wait, Predator. Um... We don't have to we don't have to spoil up. Uh, uh, we don't have to dance around it because spoiler alerts at the beginning so oh, here we go all right y'all it's, so it's not you want to say it you <laughs> yeah. want to say it yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry it's my favorite monster <laughs> ever it's werewolves <laughs> yes and they look so freaking cool yeah it, normally i don't like the skinny lanky ones yeah but these ones I. are like snarly and I dug them in this one. Yeah, same here. Because I'm the same way. I normally don't like the little skinny, like you said, lanky ones and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, all right. But even their transformation, it's just like they just fucking burst. It's just like it's they don't crazy. have these slow transformations into a werewolf. It's like, yeah, you, you, you're feeling, I guess, like you're not feeling like yourself. And yeah, you might yeah. have like these, you know outbursts of anger and stuff. But once you turn into a werewolf, you just burst out of your skin and you're a werewolf. That's it. There's a beast yeah. right in front of you. <laughs> I, I love it. I have to say, remember when I said there'd no, be no more Jurassic Park? Mm-hmm. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the thing I want to say is while I was playing the quarry, I kept thinking to myself, they have to get the Jurassic Park license because there is an awesome game where you're playing as a scientist before Jurassic Park opens mm-hmm. and you're trapped in a facility with velociraptors. That's all uh, I'm going to say. Okay. If anyone that that's cool. at that studio heard that, take that idea, run with that. I don't care. I want to play it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds cool. And they could really make that like terrifying. I'm here yeah. for that. Okay. And I don't think you need the T-Rex or the Brachiosaurus, which kind of hurt to say because Rexy's my favorite. But yeah. if you keep the focus on the Raptors, you have a really scary game. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, I and I, I trust that studio because the Quarry was great. Until Dawn's really good. Yeah. Which one do you I'm like more? On the Quarry. I like Until Dawn because of the setting, like, just the whole atmosphere of just snow and it being cold yeah this one right here i don't know i think the story was just a little better um the story behind the main werewolf silas was interesting i agree just like the dynamic between the friends and i love the characters i love the characters i love them yeah they're great like i didn't want it to end and then my first (laughs) gameplay like my first playthrough i did kill somebody that i did not want dead and i was frustrated um but you know my second playthrough i kept everybody alive 
Nice. Actually, my first actually my first playthrough, I I killed a couple of people, not everybody, but maybe two. I think it was two. Yes, it was two. And I was frustrated. And and one yeah. particular eye was definitely trying to keep alive. But you know what? <clears throat> it was just the lack of me paying attention because with this game, you have to pay attention, okay? Because yeah. you have to be quick on these buttons. Um, because if you're not, and if you don't hit the right button at the right time, that can determine your fate. And yeah. my problem was. I thought I'm watching and I'm listening to the storyline play out. So I'm like, all right, I'm just listening. So I pick up my phone and I didn't realize there was a scene where I'm just going to give it away. All mm-hmm. right. So Justice Smith character, Vine, um, there's a choice where you have to make him um, because he was hurt from this family because they trying to get revenge on these kids because, you know, they're the niece, I guess, was a werewolf and she got killed or whatever. So they're trying to get, you know. There's uh, a lot of plot. There's a lot of plot. <laughs> All over the place. Anyway, Ryan, um, uh, Ryan's character, Justice Smith, um, he's hurt. So there's a character named Laura, and you have to decide if you want to turn um, turn Ryan into a werewolf so he can heal, or just let him bleed out because he got stabbed. And I even put this on Twitter. I was like, guys, please decide for me because I don't know what to do because <laughs> I just. <laughs> I think I voted. <laughs> yeah, you voted. You did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I end up turning him into a werewolf. That's what I um, voted for. <laughs> yeah, he got because at that point. At that point, I just finished, and that's what I did. And I'm like, you, you, I'm like, I don't want to say why. Just vote. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I let that happen, and I got far. So yeah, fine. But then I get to the scene where he and Laura is fighting this family, and Chris. They this is where they find Chris in the attic as a werewolf, and they fall yeah. through the attic and get into the you know, and they all have this big battle. So I'm thinking and it's still, um, Chris uh, is Chris is oh. David Arquette's character, by the way. Yes, in case Chris. you ignored or spoiler warnings yeah (laughs) and but yeah just so everyone knows the heartbreak i had when i found out david arquette was a werewolf yes sorry i cut you off continue i'm sorry no no it's okay um i'm just gonna say i got ryan killed um because the first one yeah and i was that was my God, I needed him to survive. You know, I was like, that was my heart. But I, yeah. and it was just me not paying attention because it was when I guess at this point, Chris was attacking somebody and then he turned at me. And by the time I looked up, I'm like, oh wait, I'm supposed to press this button. And as I'm pressing it, he already like pounces on me and like fucked me up and just kills and kills him. So I was so heartbroken. And I even tried to like turn it off and start it over so it didn't save, but that didn't happen. It's still saved there. <laughs> so... But I agree with you, Chris, when we find out that he's, you know, pretty much like we we thinking that he's the lead werewolf this whole entire time. Um, right. And he's actually not. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. You, I know you were saying something about him. Well, it's just the game gets heartbreaking. It does. Because you want everyone to live. And, and I think that's why they cast David Arquette, because he, there's just so much goodwill, especially because I knew horror fans are playing this game. If you're a horror fan, you love David Arquette. <laughs> Right. And to do that. And he's a camp counselor. So the characters like like him for the most part. Yeah. Not camp counselor, the camp leader. Yeah. The camp director, I guess. And the crazy part about it is too is like they like him, but hum and Ryan have like a close relationship apparently. So yeah. It just sucked that, you know, you call and that that's situation. Ryan's hero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it sucks that they're in that situation where you have to kill him or you be killed. Oh, I shot him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Second time I definitely did. I, I was um, so mad, but I did it. Because <laughs> I wasn't going to let Ryan die. Yeah. Unfortunately, I did. And that was, that was my bad. I was so sad. 
but I think my first gameplay, yeah, I, Ryan died and also Jacob. And I, because again, mm-hmm. not paying attention, um, I think Jacob, he's the guy that pretty much kind of kept them there because he takes the thing out the car. Yeah. Because he's still in love with his ex, who's, uh, what's her name? Emma. Yeah. And they were supposed to leave camp, but all of a sudden the car stopped working because Jacob takes this thing out the car. I forgot exactly what it was. I don't know. It was like well, you get of... to choose. Oh, yeah. You can either but... cut the line or steal like a pin or something. Yeah. So you have no way of like, you're going to be stuck there regardless, no matter what you do. Yeah. So I end up stealing it. I cut the line. <laughs> you cut it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stole it. And then later on in the game, um, when Emma was in the thing, I think he like drops it inside the lake or something like that. And it was like gone forever because it was fucked up. Yeah. So I was like, damn. But I end up killing him because he gets caught and he's put in a cage with a werewolf. And Ryan and Laura's down there and they have to figure out like the buttons, like the switches to get him out. And mm-hmm. I try to do, do things without like looking online. Like I'm pretty sure I could look online and somebody can tell me like which ones to use and which ones to hit. But I didn't do that because I wanted to use my brain. And yeah. that was a mistake because <laughs> I did it wrong a couple of times and Ryan gave up. And then when they became the, uh, when that battle happened before Laura turns into a werewolf, she hits the, the switch or whatever. And it opens the gate for the werewolf to go in and attack Jacob and kill him. I didn't care he died because I didn't like him anyway. So I didn't hate him. I would say he's one of one of my least favorites. Yeah. But I did appreciate that he's supposed to be the stereotypical jock, but he's yeah. really, he's really just like a sad lovey boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I felt for him. Why is that, Austin? Why is he a sad lovey boy? Do you want to explain what happened <laughs> on your side of the game? <laughs> well, it's funny because he died the same way. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> for me okay the difference the only difference is i didn't try to save him oh, because damn. i thought he was safe no okay i thought i'm like you know what he's safe from the werewolf here he's nude basically mm-hmm. <laughs> he's only wearing underwear i'm gonna leave him here he might hate me but he's gonna be okay and then he wasn't <laughs> so when laura switches the light switch It takes me all the way over there. I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. And he was my first death. And then I got Max killed. You got Max killed? Yeah. Because when you get when you get to play as him, I told him to go swim. Oh, you told him to swim. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I forgot there was another wolf. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I, I'm not mad at that. I didn't tell him to swim the first one, but I mm-hmm. did because after you beat the game, you're able to see like the scenarios of how they would have played out if you chose whatever. Yeah. Um, so I went back and did that one. And I said, you know what? It would make sense. Oh, let me just swim across over here because there might be a werewolf still near me. So let me just swim across the lake so I can be safe. But no, you're swimming across the lake <laughs> to meet up with a werewolf to get you out of here. <laughs> and it's so sudden. And it's just like, oh, I think I picked the wrong choice. (laughs) (laughs) So I got him killed. My only criticism of the game, I think it's like a near perfect game. Yeah. I just wish they fleshed out the epilogue a little more. I agree. Because you get so invested in the characters and you help you. It's like as Ryan, both Brenda Song's character, Caitlin, and then the character dylan i forget the actor's name they both have a crush on you yeah and you can kind of fan the relationship 
towards Caitlin, towards Dylan, towards Laura, towards nobody. And I'm like, I, I'm, I definitely went after Dylan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? I don't see enough. All right, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a queer man. I'm a gay man, so. I mm-hmm. don't see enough of that in horror in general, especially let alone in like a video game like this. So if that option is there, of course I'm going to choose it. And it already seemed like uh, Dylan was flirting with Ryan anyway, even before then. Yeah. So I said, why not go for it? You know, so that's what I did. Well, as a, <laughs> as me, a straight man, I also went for Dylan because okay. <laughs> I caught the hints that Dylan liked Ryan. Yeah. I was not catching the hints that Caitlin liked Ryan. Right. Yeah, that would have been weird. So, so I had no clue that Caitlin liked Ryan. And I'm like, oh, Dylan likes Ryan. I want them to be happy. And I think right. Ryan likes him back. And it wasn't until later where I was like, oh, <laughs> right. Caitlin <laughs> likes him too. Had yeah. I known that, I would have picked Caitlin. <laughs> right. But it doesn't come off as that because Caitlin's character, right. even though I like her, like, um, because she does come off like a strong character. She is a smart ass. Like, yeah. She's a lot of fun, but they didn't really build on her character to make it seem like she had a crush on anybody really until a little later so i'm just right. like okay like it just seemed like she's there you know just that friend that's just tough i didn't like like you i didn't know she had a crush on you know dylan too so it was really interesting so i'm like so in my mind i'm like had i known that caitlin had a crush on ryan i would have picked caitlin 10 times out of 10 because oh, yeah. I have a crush on Caitlyn. (laughs) (laughs) So if I, you know, living vicariously through Ryan, so be it. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, um, But no, I went with Dylan because Dylan's sweet and I wanted Dylan to have a win. So when, um, did you, did you choose that the next time you played or? No, um, I I picked Dylan again because Dylan's nice. I like Dylan. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and, um, because I knew that Laura, was an option later i was also like well lauren i i dig i dig the eye patch <laughs> oh yeah it uh, was even like a weird thing between laura and ryan because they were working together you know a lot towards the end of the game so i'm just like right. is she kind of coming on like flirting with ryan too like hmm, it's very interesting ryan is the everybody seems to like him a lot um, and it's like i'm playing through the game i'm like damn i'm starting to like ryan because <laughs> like everyone likes him and it's just like at first i thought he was like yeah. cold and uncomfy but then he turned same. out to be my favorite character same same <laughs> so, so what about all right so dylan did you ever did you end up getting his hand chopped off or no well bitten off i should say because the first game no i, I didn't had, chop it off okay all right because I spoke to somebody else about this. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, somebody at my job, like they played this game. And I spoke to them briefly, oh, nice. but um, like we never caught back up on it because I haven't seen them since because they went away for school. So I don't know where they gotcha. are in their game. But um, they told me that they had a, they didn't get an option of Dylan getting his hand bitten off by a wolf. I did. Like I had, it was some reason that Dylan had to go up the 
you know, put his hand through the yeah. roof thing or whatever, and the werewolf like bites it, and then all of a sudden, you know, Ryan thinks it's, it's infected, so he has to chop it off. I chopped it off because I was scared that it was going to get infected, um, and he he was going to become a, a wolf. Um, so he's going throughout. He was going throughout the whole game with just one hand, and then I've, <laughs> there was a scenario where well, there was a scene where him and Caitlin, I think this is when they were in the junkyard, mm -hmm. and he was having like insecurities about his hand, saying, "Oh, do you think Ryan's going to still like me because I'm, you know, I only got one hand or something?" And you playing with Caitlin at this time, at this point, and you're kind of like just saying, "Oh," and they had an option, just saying, "Oh." pretty much saying it's okay that you have one hand and then of course Ryan's still going to like you. And I chose that option um, mm -hmm. just because I, I like Ryan and Dylan. So I said, you know what? I want them two to be together. So let's, you know, keep them alive. And I killed Dylan's boo. No. So. <laughs> so, so I guess in your version too, he had a missing hand as well. No. Oh, um, so he didn't. Okay. I chose, I chose not to chainsaw or shotgun i just said no i'm not chopping off your hand <laughs> so what happened so he just went the game with uh with an infected <laughs> werewolf bite or yeah and the but oh. he turned he turned into a werewolf <gasps> in the junkyard oh so... that's so i didn't know that I, I love this okay so i didn't i didn't get that so how did that play out honestly it wasn't a problem barely an inconvenience what happened was <laughs> <laughs> What happened? What happened was we dropped the car on the werewolf or something. Okay. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened happens in this that. game. But yeah, we used the crane thing to drop the car that had the werewolf on it, and I saved Caitlin. And yeah. Caitlin goes up to the crane thing, and Dylan's like, "Yeah, I saved you." Oh shit! Run! Ah! ah. And he starts screaming, and Caitlin's like, "What? What? What's happening?" And Dylan's like, "You gotta run now!" And Caitlin does, and then he turns into a werewolf in the crane thing, and uh, then he goes, and then he goes off who knows where, and then you don't, and then I didn't see him again. <laughs> and no. he ended up living because okay. he ended up living because I killed the white wolf. Oh, uh, okay, Silas, yeah, okay. And I killed the uh, Caleb. <laughs> okay. So because I killed Caleb, Chris. Wait, which one is Caleb again? He's the one that hunts you in the uh, lodge. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So as Caitlin, I shot him in the fucking face. Oh, yeah, because Caleb was the brother. Like, I guess the younger brother to... Yeah. Okay, and yeah, I think I Kaylee was the sister. Kaylee was the sister that got killed. So Laura killed. David okay. Arquette's um, Sheriff Dewey's kids. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I killed that whole family, basically. Wow. And I felt All bad. Right, so, so you even killed Bobby, the, the big husky okay. dude? I saved, I saved Ted Raimi. Okay. I saved Lance Henriksen. I okay. saved Bobby. Okay. Kaylee gets killed no matter what yeah that is no option for her right i shot lynn shay in the fucking face same here i wasn't expecting that dude i wasn't expect i was like god damn it i didn't want to do that right i didn't expect because the whole fighting over the gun i'm like all right maybe right. you know whatever and then her whole fucking face get blown off i'm like what <laughs> i was like Ugh. It was so gnarly and so nasty. I loved it, but I was like, yes. oh my God, I'm trying to not, I'm, I'm trying not to kill people. Right. Uh, and technically <laughs> that's not a, no matter what, somebody's going to die. Right. And yeah. as long as it's not one of the kids, you're fine. Yeah. And to be fair, Lin Shay was going to kill you. So oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, so that it was self-defense, but still. And then um, 
yeah, so I shot Lynn Shay in the fucking face. And then I shot I shot my hero, David Arquette, Sheriff Dewey, the man, the myth, the legend. I shot I shot him in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. And then Caleb, who's like a six year old boy, you find out, or maybe like an eight or ten year old, but a child. I shot him in the fucking face. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, they were all werewolves. OK, yeah. They were all werewolves, not Lindsay. Lindsay wasn't a werewolf, but that you control when you shoot the werewolves. Yeah. And, and that's where it, I messed up on a lot. Well, this ain't my first video game. I know how to land a fucking headshot. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Halo since I was 10 years old or 11 or something. Uh, no, I was 12, 12 or 13 when I started. I was a late comer to Halo. But um, yeah, that's a whole topic that we don't need to go into. <laughs> But I do want to bring in more video games talking about because like there's a whole Resident Evil franchise, which I really don't know. I've seen the first movie and I think the fifth one, whichever one's in the desert. I saw that on TV once and thought it was fine, but I don't really know. But that's something I want to get into because Resident Evil looks cool. Um, Wait, so you never played the games? No, (gasps) not one. But like, I love The Last of Us. Okay. And I think Halo should be in the conversation. Okay. I don't I never cons- play Halo. Well, I don't consider it a horror game, mm-hmm. but there are some horror levels. Okay. Um, I don't want to spoil the Halo surprise. Not in this episode, at least. <laughs> All I'm gonna say about Halo is there is an element which I think you could say is heavily inspired by John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, okay. I love that. And it and it comes out of nowhere and it's brilliant. But um, I wouldn't consider it a horror game. I think there are horror elements that yeah, I could talk about this aspect of Halo in my podcast. Okay. (laughs) Also, I really like Halo, and I'm not a I'm not opposed to stretching on the podcast. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, Last of Us is great. I'm I've been Mm. digging the Evil Dead game. I can't get past the first level, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, the evil the first um I remember the when I had the original PlayStation, the first one, and they had an Evil Dead game for that one, Hell to the King. Mm-hmm. That game, I don't know what is up with Evil Dead games, but they're all so difficult. That game was so hard. It was addicting. And I like what they did with it because they were um like there were it wasn't like this new one where these are just missions that you're doing. It's not necessarily like a storyline. Mm-hmm. The original one had a storyline and you literally go from the Nobi cabin um, dealing with all the stuff there in the woods and Henrietta and, you know, you know, going through the woods with these deadites after you. And then you end up in the army of darkness um situation and it becomes like a whole not another crazy level there that game was very entertaining just super hard especially for og playstation because <laughs> og playstation um but this <laughs> but this new one is just like it's more of a i guess a, a game where you play with friends it's more of like immersive type of thing an interactive type of thing the missions you don't have to do um but if you want to unlock some characters and just if you're an Evil Dead fan and you want to get those fills and just play for the fun and the hell of it, sure. But yeah, it's a great time. I love this new Evil Dead game. Resident Evil, I feel like, yes, Austin, you need to go back and play. The movies are, they're okay. I'm not personally a fan of the movies too much anymore. Um, the older I got, like I enjoyed them when I was a little younger, but then I realized like 
they're nothing really like the games. And when they try to make it like the games, they stray away from it again. And it became too much of an action film, more so than a zombie horror film. Gotcha. Um, And that's what pissed me off. And it's like, I like Mila Djokovic. She hot. She's amazing. She kicks ass. But mm-hmm. I'm here to see zombies. I'm here to see mutations. I'm here to see different monsters and what's going on in Raccoon City and the relationship between, you know, uh, Chris Redfield and his sister and Jill and Leon. Like all these characters built a solid uh, storyline in the games. And all of that is missing in the movies, which is frustrating. So now we have the new movie, um, Resident Evil Raccoon City, which blends maybe three games, no, two games into one movie. But that's the problem there too. It feels rushed. You can't really build relationship with these characters because now you're blending two games together. And now we've got this new Netflix show that has nothing to do with the games. It's got like little bits and pieces of the characters in it, but they're totally Mm -hmm. different. I enjoy it. I didn't finish this series yet, um, but I do enjoy it for being different because it's more horror than action. And um, there's some similarity and no, I'm not going to say similarity. There's some familiar characters that they bring into the show. And also some of the monsters are familiar. Like there's a couple monsters that I've seen in the game that's in this new show, which I truly enjoy. And they just maybe a couple years ago started, well, they've been remastering them, but they mm-hmm. remastered part two, three, part two and three. And those are my two favorite Resident Evil games. They're fucking scary and terrifying. So if you want to start the games off, um, I definitely would say maybe you can start with one. But I think you'll enjoy part two and three a lot. Gotcha. Yeah. Are they quick run throughs? Um, They can be. <laughs> At least, you know, for me, I, I like to stretch my games out. Like I like to make them last a little bit longer. So I take breaks and it seems like it's months of me, even though I can probably get through the games, maybe like a day and a half if I stayed on it all day. But I like to stretch it out and make it last a little bit longer. But I think they're pretty quick, especially Resident Evil 3. That one's a really mm-hmm. quick one. And Resident Evil Village came out last year, and that's a good one. I mean, it, I'm not familiar with it because it's not a remaster. It's literally like a new Resident Evil like world. Is and that the one with the big, tall, yeah, scary lady? Yeah, Lady Dimitrescu. Um, everybody was like going crazy over. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's great. She was all over Twitter. Yeah. So she's technically kind of like a vampire, and she got like these three daughters that are vampires so this one is not no it's not so much zombies in resident evil um eight village is more so mythical creatures like vampires is heavy set on werewolves you're gonna see a lot of wolves werewolves in that one vampires same fade um (laughs) and other creatures like kind of like these mutated sea creatures um there's a horror like the whole game is hard but there's literally a scary level where you're in a dollhouse kind of it's not a dollhouse but similar to a dollhouse and i'm i'm not gonna spoil it for you but i'm just gonna say that is the only part of the game that i really was scared of and i had to like pause and like take a break out of the whole game (laughs) because that one was really terrifying because in that level you're working in the dark a lot and it's again it's like doll based and then you just see like certain things coming alive and you're in the dark and things is chasing after you in the dark and you have to know your direction and it's just a Uh... lot going on and meanwhile you have to solve these um problems Mm -hmm. um it's like a puzzle so you have to solve these puzzles and stuff while all of this is going on so it's very 
scary and difficult, but it's so entertaining. So I recommend Resident Evil games. They're 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 a blast. I'll have to check them out. Yes. Um, that reminds me of my first playthrough of the quarry. There's a moment in the prologue. So uh, let l- let me paint you a a audio picture, if you will. Let me uh set the scene. I just yes. bought this game. I'm at home. I'm by myself. And it's dark out, but I finally have time to sit down. The game finished installing. I'm ready. And I turn off the lights because I'm like, as someone who, as you are also, we watch a lot of horror. These are dark movies. Mm-hmm. I don't like that glare. <laughs> so you got to watch them in the dark, whatever. And your, your characters, Laura and Max, they're just driving down to Hackett's Quarry and... You see mm-hmm. something that makes you go off the road. Mm-hmm. And that didn't startle me. But in the next shot, you see Max and Laura, and then a ghost is in the back seat. Oh, yes. Yes. And I, I wasn't expecting it. I jumped. I paused. I turned on the lights. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope, not today. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> And uh, it got me good. It got yeah. me so good. <laughs> that was a good one. You know what? I love that. The whole art. So I'm happy you brought it the beginning because it set the tone. It felt yeah. like I was watching like a, you know, a, a horror 80s movie or something because you hear Ariana Grande's Moonlight playing in the background. And not knowing that this is a werewolf movie, I mean, a werewolf game at the time. Right. Um, it makes sense. They're playing Ariana Grande's Moonlight. They're driving down. You see the moon. It's set in this the, a wooded area. So I'm thinking like, all right, in my head, I'm still thinking like this is going to be a slash or whatever. But the moment yeah. you said, say I jumped to when they were like crashing and you see that entity behind them in the car, I was free. I was like, what is this? What is happening? <laughs> I was like, okay. It's one of those games. And then we get further into it. Like we meet um, Ted Ramey's character, who I thought yeah. was going to be a douchebag cop. I mean, he was kind of a douchebag. but he, he, he still can be, depending how you play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I will say, like, when I kept him alive in my version, I, he became a little bit more likable because he, yeah. it seemed like he was trying to be more on the kid side. Even though the family was just like, we want these kids dead, kill them all, they killed you know, right. such and such. And he was just like, well, no, like he seemed like he was trying, like he didn't want to do that. He wanted to be reasonable, reasonable. So I grew to like Ted Ramey's character, but in that beginning, I thought he was going to be an asshole cop throughout the whole entire thing. And like you oh, said, same here. depending on how you play him, yeah, he could stay that way. So I got to ask, normally I ask the question, would you die? Mm-hmm. But for this version or this episode, I should say, who lived, who died in your playthrough? <laughs> all right, so I'm going to be fair and give you my first one because I think the second one is just like, all right, because I already knew it was going to happen. So right. the first one. So and I'll do who, the same thing. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Wait so, a second. Yes. Uh, I think I have a better way to do it. I'm going to pull up a list of the characters and then we'll okay. go back and forth. 
oh okay i love that so and then we can say like who plays who because i don't we've been talking about it i don't think we did it we were doing a pretty good job i don't think we've been doing a good job explaining the game i feel like a lot of people listening a lot of people listening if they don't know if they haven't already played it they're gonna be like what (laughs) what is this game why is this asshole like just laying into (laughs) (laughs) spider-man Honestly, I mean, we can say it again here. Um, <laughs> these characters, these are a, a game about a group of camp counselors. They're trying to go home throughout mm-hmm. the whole summer. They were doing, you know, their thing as far as being camp counselors. They end up being stuck at this camp. And they're decide- and David Arquette is kind of being paranoid, his character. And he, he tells them, like, hey, you guys got to stay inside, you know, the lodge because stuff and um they don't listen they decide to have a bonfire do things that teenagers do and they get caught up in a situation where they're being stalked and chased after by werewolves meanwhile there's these people out in the woods hunting them down as well you think that they're being hunted down by like these two men but they're actually they're trying to save them but you think that they're in the beginning you think that they're going after these kids as well Meanwhile, in the beginning, we are introduced to Laura and Max because they're trying to get to Hackett's Quarry before everybody else. And they get caught up in the situation because they get to Hackett's Quarry when Ted Ramey told them not to go there and they don't listen. And they end up breaking in the basement and they see a creature. Uh, Max end up being, I guess, bit. And Laura ends up being, I think, knocked out or something like that. And you don't see from mm-hmm. her again. And well, you do see from her again, but much later in the game. And then then this yeah. is where we lay into our camp counselors and what I told you about them having to stay inside the lodge and all that stuff. That's when all that stuff goes down. And um, yeah, they're pretty much have to survive the night from these werewolves. <laughs> and here's how we did. So yeah. let's I got a list up. I'll do the prologue to Laura and Max first, then I'll do the camp counselors, then I'll do the hackets. Okay. And I think when you like when you get the achievement or whatever that everyone lives, I think it's just talking about the playable characters. Right. So if you kill like David Arquette, I think you have to kill him. Yeah. So everyone lives. Mm -hmm. So it's not taking the Hackett family into consideration. But the Hackett family is Lance Henriksen, Lynn Shea, David Arquette, Ted Ramey and Ethan Supley and then the two kids. But. I don't think they really have actors. So first off is Laura, played by, I don't know how to say her name. I think uh, it's Irish. It's S-I-O-B-H-A-N. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't want to, um, <laughs> I don't want to, like, butcher it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to butcher it either, but, like. Well, the actress <laughs> who plays Laura. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's an Irish name. Yeah. But anyways, she's awesome. I love Laura. She's a fighter. Yeah. She's great. She's very strong. Like, that is final girl material. Yes. Anyways, in my version, she lives and kills the wolf. The white wolf. Oh, okay. How about you? Same. Actually, no. That was my, I'm sorry, I'm getting my playthroughs um, mixed. No, actually, you know what? See, I'm getting it mixed up. She actually does... <laughs> She actually does kill the wolf. I'm sorry, Silas. Okay. Yes, yes, she does. She lives. And that ends the game when you do that. Yeah. And I was a little bummed because I wanted a bit more of an epilogue, but it's fine. We're fine. 
I love that they play Daydream Believer. Yes. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it's such a perfect moment. I love it. The next character, Max Brinley, played by Skylar Gisando. He's in the movie Booksmart, if you've seen that. Yes, I knew I recognized him. He is in it. And he's so funny in Booksmart. But um, yeah, he's great. Uh, I killed him. <laughs> um he survived on mine yeah he de- he survived on mines um like he, he doesn't swim across the thing he just goes around or, you know search and stuff and then you don't see him again until the very end when they are telling you who died and who survived <laughs> right yeah and oh my goodness next up we have dylan played by miles robbins who i think a lot of people would have seen from halloween 2018 he plays the boyfriend of the girl uh, of the I almost said the boyfriend of the girlfriend, the boyfriend of uh, the babysitter. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, Vicky. Yeah. No, Wait, no. Vicky. No, Vicky. Yeah, it's Vicky. Vicky. Yeah, it's Vicky. And yeah. then uh, he gets stabbed like through the wall after he's yeah, he, playing on the motorcycle. Yeah, he is. But screen in my verse, in my playthrough, Dylan gets infected, but the curse is lifted and he is a OK. Both hands intact. <laughs> well, in my playthrough, he, he's alive, but um, he doesn't have both hands intact. <laughs> he has a missing hand, and I had to, you know, cut it off like Ash versus, you know, Ash versus, not Ash versus Evil Dead, but Evil Dead. So it has to Groovy. be chopped off <laughs> because it was infected and it was doing things. So Ryan had to cut off, but he survived in mine. So, hey, we'll take it. Next up is Emma, the social influencer character played by Halston Sage, who I don't know anything else from. Nor do I. But she was great in this. She was. I actually liked her a lot in this game. Me too. Even though I feel like she was playing games with Jacob and this other character, Nick. Oh, we didn't even talk about Nicholas. (laughs) Or Abigail. We did not mention Nick or Abigail at all. Damn. Uh, but we'll mention them. Um, yeah. They're on the list. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she was just being weird with Jacob and they were doing the whole yeah. super dear thing and kissing thing, blah, blah, it's blah. It's high school drama. Yeah, it was just, and Jacob got upset and Laura was just doing it to piss him off. So I didn't like that part from her, but other than that, like she had a cool chase scene. I think from- what I like about her is they put her in the stereotypical bitch stereotype or right. bitch trope, but they flesh her out. And it's like, oh, this is why she does what she does. Mm-hmm. Oh, she feels remorse. She didn't mean it like that. And they're high schoolers, like, yeah. you know, so. And I thought she was going to be like, I thought she was going to be like a bitch, but she wasn't. I ended up liking her a lot. Me too. Um, and I, like, she did bitchy she was... things, but don't we all? Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> right? Especially in high school. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, she survived in mine. Um, she had a cool chase scene and she did a great job and I kept her alive. So, yeah. Was she, did she make it to the control room for you or how did she survive in yours? Yeah, Emma. Because in the control room, oh yeah, she did because she was with Abigail. Yes. Yeah. So I'm thinking, yeah, so she did make it there. And that's how, you know, I know we jump in the head, but that's how Abigail ends up staying alive on mine too because them two were in the control room together. Well, I guess she's next on the list. Abigail played by (laughs) Ariel Winter, which I think a lot of people know Ariel Winter from Modern Um, Family. Oh, 
she is on that. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't watch Modern this, Family. Yeah, neither, neither do I. <laughs> but she's, but that's a really popular show, and I think she was the main. She was on the main cast, so. I'm sure the show is great. I never got into it, but I feel like that's where most people know her from. Anyway, she lived in mine. Which um, is interesting because... Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say she lived in mine. Um, Her and Emma were in the control room and they were safe. Yeah, same here. It's funny though, because as I was looking at everybody's Twitter feed that played this game, everybody was killing her or got her killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was spoiled for me that how she died is nick killing her by get decapitating her or something so i've seen that one and i yeah. and this game's great because your characters can die in a multitude of ways yeah like i kind of want to go and put on a youtube video of the different death options <laughs> yeah so abby lives emma lives and up next i'm going because we mentioned him jacob played by zach tinker and as we already mentioned we both got him killed in the same way. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to move on to Nick, Nicholas, mm-hmm. played by Evan Ivagoria, who I don't know from anything, but he kind of, his portrayal, familiar. his portrayal of Nick made me think of like a young Taika Waititi. Okay. And I don't know if it's because he's supposed to be like a New Zealander. I guess Taika Waititi is the only New Zealander I know. So if so, I might be making that comparison because I'm uncultured. But they talk kind of similar, I think. <laughs> yeah, they do. But um, that's who I thought. That's who he reminded me of was uh, Taika. And I love Taika. So I hope it's yeah. a compliment. <laughs> I think it is. He's it's a character. Those- and he survives for you well he kills jacob because that's the werewolf that they cage <laughs> yeah, true um and in my version i guess he gets loose from that he like wakes up in the woods and Same. uh yeah he lives After the curse is broken he he's exactly to normal yeah so that that's my outcome for him I guess we should do caitlin next played by brenda's song she was on disney channel right yeah she was on like sweet life of zach and cody and a bunch of other things but she's definitely known for uh disney channel she's one of the content i didn't i didn't watch disney channel growing up i was a nickelodeon and cartoon network and animal planet boy all right real quick because everybody a lot of people i speak to they always like one or the other and i was both like i was a nickelodeon guy like more so when i was like really young Mm-hmm. But then I was graduating to Disney Channel, like teen stuff, um, as I was growing and getting older. So I was watching like even Stevens and Lizzie McGuire and that sort of Raven and all that stuff. But like a little younger than that, like I was into Nickelodeon because I would watch all that Keenan and Kel, Are yeah. You Afraid of the Dark and stuff. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, I didn't watch because that's when I was, that's when I kind of grew out of Disney Channel at that time. But I was mm-hmm. familiar with her on here because I, like, my sister will watch it and I see yeah. her on here from time to time. Well, I, my thing is growing up, I watched a lot of TV, mm-hmm. but I only wanted to watch the cartoons. So I think right. Cartoon Network was my dominant one because cartoons it never betrayed me and then i didn't really care for the cartoons (laughs) on disney channel (laughs) right but but like nickelodeon i'd be like oh yeah spongebob fairly odd parents um i used i remember watching drake and josh that would be the only live action 
okay. Nickelodeon I watched, but then it would turn into their live action shows. And I was like, okay, time to go back to Cartoon Network. Or <laughs> if I didn't like what they had on Cartoon Network, there were no cartoons on, then me being, you know, a weird kid, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to watch Animal Planet. <laughs> right. Because at least I know there's going to be animals. But Not Animal Planet, though. You ain't wrong there. <laughs> There's some good stuff. Educational. <laughs> and then like as I was like graduating to high school or like moving into like middle school, high school age, which I feel like is when a lot of us would watch Disney Channel, I kind of stopped watching TV. <laughs> and okay. I would just watch movies. Okay. So so I kind of skipped the Disney Channel phase. But anyways, Turn I saved song. Caitlin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caitlin lived in mine, and Caitlin's awesome. She shot a werewolf in the face, mm-hmm. in the fucking face. <laughs> and I, I, I like Caitlin. I think Caitlin's my favorite. And okay. there's this moment where um, Jacob and Nick, or like, are arguing over like Cheetos or something, like the butter pops. I forget what. Yeah, they're the called. butter. Po- yeah, they have that little song. But um, <laughs> yeah, she's setting up the shooting range and she's like going over the rules and jacob says a line along the lines like is it me or is she kind of hot when um she gets all bossy and i'm like hell yeah and then she goes (laughs) she goes fucker i'm always hot and i'm like hell yeah (laughs) i love that (laughs) so she's great and i've been calling them high schoolers but i think they're more like college age or yeah I got that vibe. I think they're like senior, senior in high school to college because she does not feel like a high schooler. Right. I feel like feels like like a 20. Yeah. Because like Ariel Winter feels like a high schooler. Right. And I do not have a crush on the high schooler. (laughs) But then I remember I looked up Brenda's song and she was born in 88. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's acceptable. Yeah. Me and her (laughs) are the same age. (laughs) <laughs> but anyways she's great she was my crush in the quarry well see i lied i thought i had two people that um that died but no it was three she actually died in mine no <laughs> i realized How'd she on my go? First play, um me just being stupid and not realizing how the controllers work again um it was the moment and i was doing a great job running from this wolf mm-hmm. and it was when she and dylan was uh hiding and you had to, she had uh, to hold her breath. And I made a mistake and slipped off the button. No. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. So the werewolf heard her. So she was trying to run. And the werewolf grabbed her, started throwing her around, and then, like, bit her fucking, like, chest out or something like that and just oh. got rid of her. And I was so sad. Oh, so damn. I was, right. I was like, no, I killed Queen. <laughs> I killed her. I can't. I was so, I was so Man, but again, that was just me just not being like, not paying attention and just so into what's going on. And yeah. that's why I'm saying, guys, when y'all play this, y'all have to pay attention. Like you want to have to be yeah. on your remote or whatever you're playing on, be on them buttons because those moments are going to come up when you're, when you instantly got to hit buttons. And if you don't pay attention and that time goes out, that determines your character's fate. And that's what happened to her. So yeah, she ends up dying on mines. <laughs> Rest in I peace. Know. mine i like i don't remember exactly but abby and emma were helping caitlin 
they were like throwing her a bullet or something underneath the door. So I was able to be in a position where I just got to shoot the werewolf in the fucking head. And that's what I did. <laughs> oh shit that's cool <laughs> there was another one i've seen where they were like running from um because the second one yeah she runs away her and uh ryan and it was like the freezer and the werewolf um you have to trap the werewolf in the freezer yeah um, you got a jurassic park that shit yeah it, it's so funny <laughs> austin that's what, exactly what i thought about as soon as they ran in there i thought about that scene in jurassic park i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> I say I think that was I think that was done like on purpose. I think they did that intentionally. Oh, that's a reference. Yeah. yeah totally. And uh, another reason for me to bring back Jurassic Park to the conversation. <laughs> um speaking of Jurassic Park, a Jurassic Park veteran, Justice Smith, plays R- the aforementioned Ryan, or mm-hmm. aforementioned Ryan, who we talked plenty about and i think we already talked uh, what happens he lives in mine yeah and dies in mine <laughs> in mine he's with laura and um ted Raimi, and they kill the white wolf yeah so he's part of that crew and speaking of ted Raimi, let's move on to the hackett family ted Raimi lived in mine mm-hmm. how about you yes he lived in mine as well i'm gonna do david arquette and his two kids all at once you get no choice for kaylee the daughter dies no matter what. Yeah. But I shot Chris in the fucking face. And then I <laughs> shot Caleb in the fucking face. <laughs> um, Chris, uh, I think he, all right. So yeah, Chris survived. Oh yeah. Cause he kills um, Justice Smith on mine. So yeah, he ends up, mm-hmm. I think surviving. And Kaylee, obviously is dead. Caleb, I think Caleb survives as well i don't think i killed him on this one it's i wish i could like remember i'm trying to think. and then I'm if you my... if you if you killed the white wolf you saved so yeah. you saved do you... you know what yeah 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 because i killed yeah so because uh, that decision was interesting but yeah i end up um saving the uh well killing the white wolf and mm-hmm. caleb ends up surviving so yeah caleb survives okay <laughs> yeah and then david uh chris must have too so you cured them yes awesome I'm, yeah, so I pretty At much least... was on the opposite spectrum of things. I was like, I'm saving the Hackett's <laughs> and killing yeah. all the kids. <laughs> Unintentionally, I, that's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already talked about this. Speaking of getting shot in the fucking face, we both killed Lin Shay. Yes. And the only two left are Bobby, played by Ethan Sup- Supley who mm-hmm. I think was in uh, My Name is Earl. Oh, I didn't know that. I think that's what he's famous from. IMDb, do your magic. IMDb is telling me he was in Remember the Titans. Yeah, he was in My Name is Earl. He's in a lot of stuff. Well, yeah. Oh, he was in The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, okay. That's a good movie. Yeah, he's in a lot of he's in a lot of stuff. So uh, he's working. He and then crazy. Lance Henriksen plays Jedediah. Yeah, I don't remember if he survived or died on my first one. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, he um, both of them lived in mine. Okay. I know Bobby lived in both of my playthroughs, but Jedediah, I think he survived. Okay. On, yeah, I think he survived on my first gameplay. And um, my friend, who, who's been the only other person I've been able to talk about this game with, uh, he got everyone killed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was 
interesting that no no he got he said it glitched on him he got everyone killed but the end said that dylan lived he goes no i watched dylan die (laughs) (laughs) so they felt the game felt sorry for him they're like this is pathetic you just want to make one of them survive you know he really died (laughs) right which somebody gotta live (laughs) well i think the game glitched on mine too because i got abby bit right away Mm. and she never turned into a werewolf interesting okay so i think my game either glitched for a bit or i somehow got a plot hole (laughs) (laughs) probably so i mean it wouldn't be a uh, i guess a movie without one even though technically it's not a movie but right they do have a movie mode where you can just watch the whole thing that way and you can pick if everyone lives if everyone dies you can randomize it so that's it it's cool oh yeah and that is the quarry so yes. that's that was super fun what's coming up for you what would you like to tell the people and where can they find you um well i just want to say at first thank you again for having me this was a lot oh, of fun to awesome. talk about yeah. the game. it's always fun talking to you about just horror and just everything i mean clearly we went on a lot of yeah. rants about stuff but you know what? That was that's the beauty of doing this, and I enjoyed it. But um, yes, um, thank you again, and I appreciate it. But yeah, everybody can find me on uh, Bobby Likes a Spooky on my YouTube page. Um, I do horror mo- movie reviews. Um, it's been a while since I've been doing those, but I'm about to come back. I just wanted to take a little break because I've been doing a podcast. Um, currently, I'm doing recaps of American Horror Stories that's now premiering on Hulu, um, and I'm talking about that show with some friends every week on Fridays. Um, and you also can find me on the People Under the Scares podcast, where I'm talking about um, also horror movies and just everything horror in general um, with my co-host, Michael. And we have a great time. And it's interesting being a part of the podcast world as well. And Bobby Torres with a Z, not an S on Twitter and Instagram. So there you go. Awesome. Well, i not going to lie. I kind of want to start playing the quarry again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining. This has been a lot of fun. I'm so glad that I finally had someone to talk about Spider-Man. I mean, the quarry with. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thanks again to Bobby Torres for joining me and talking about the quarry. I highly recommend this game. And if you do play, please let me know so we can discuss who lived, who died, please tell your story. Now, there's not going to be a segment of I know what you watched last week for me this episode because everything I've watched this week has to do with future podcast episodes. No spoilies. As always, you can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Would You Die Show. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel. You can also find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend Josie Palmer. Next week, we're talking about one of the biggest horror franchises of the 2000s, one that I am just now getting into. Oh yes, there will be blood. Until then, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.